0: hello and welcome back to astrology and you i'm alice and i'm maxine and
1: today we're going to give you a rundown of some of the more challenging transits that we see in readings or in our own lives um, that you might want to look out
0: for so to define challenging we're kind of talking about like uh, either a few month period or a year long period where you may not feel your best mentally or you could experience something difficult, maybe in your career, in a relationship, with family that just kind of, uh, I don't know, makes sure you're not that great. Yeah. And we, we don't
1: want to make this an episode that scares you at all. Um, it's just really helpful. I mean, in my own life, Alice, I know you feel the same way knowing these transits and being able to kind of see in advance when I might be feeling a certain way or when I might have experiences or events that are a little challenging it helps me to know that there's also a a time for that there's you know an end date to it or maybe even a deeper meaning in some scenarios so that's what we're kind of hoping we can shed some light on for you
0: It makes you feel like less hopeless overall. Exactly. Like knowing the end date is coming at a certain point. It just, I don't know. It helps your mindset get through these types of things. Mm.
1: Yeah, and I love how Alice, you mentioned just it can manifest in different ways. So we'll go through some transits, which are just a timing technique to show you when it could be a feeling that persists for a while that's difficult to get through, or it could actually manifest in your life as actual experiences.
0: Yeah, like a difficult experience that comes up. And the more as we go through these various transits, the more you have of them going on at the same time, the harder that particular period is going to be. So it could be helpful to like look back in your chart and be like, OK, what was like the worst year of my life? Or what was like a notably hard year that I went through recently? And see how many of these were going on at the same time.
1: Yeah, or if you're going through it right now, just looking up your chart and seeing also that there is an end date. So that can be so helpful. And even for looking into the future, too, that can
0: kind of be helpful to get an idea of that. Also, we haven't gone through, we're not going through every single difficult transit that you can ever have throughout this episode. There are some we definitely leave out, but these are ones that we've noticed. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, these are ones that we've just experienced recently or have been notable throughout our lifetimes or ones we see a lot of the time clients come to us during a difficult period that is going on in their chart at that moment. Um, so we wanted to share those. Yeah, we're going to zoom
1: on, zoom in on some specific ones, but by no means. Like if we don't go over one and you feel like you're going through it right now, that's, you know, obviously there's more transits than we're going to go over. But hopefully this gives you if, yeah, an idea if you are going through one of these transits of, yeah, like, <laughs> what you can expect.
0: Yeah, and this episode is a more intermediate level of learning astrology. So if you aren't familiar with a transit chart and you are interested in learning how to start tracking these events and periods that we talk about in this episode, we also have a whole course on applying transits, where you learn the basics of this timing technique um, and how to apply it to your chart.
1: Yeah, so if you actually want to learn how to read transits for yourself and understand when there might be challenging transits for yourself or not trans challenging transits, you know, how you're being supported even, um that's a really really awesome in-depth course so we'll link that in the show notes for you too
0: and we're gonna have a follow-up episode to this one which is our favorite transits like the ones for optimism (laughs) and growth and positive opportunities but we thought it would be I don't know why we thought this would be fun but we thought it'd be fun to start (laughs) out with the difficult transits episode
1: (laughs) Well, it's kind of that question of, do you want the bad news or the good news first? And I just, yeah, I think that's why we went with challenging transits first. Yeah. But they're not bad transits. I do want to say that too. I mean, some of them I would say are really just that difficult, but they're always, when I look back at some of these transits, I can see how, I don't want to say it shaped me, but I was able to take something from that, even if it just means to be more empathetic to others going through things.
0: They're often the most like significant learning transits too. Like I'll look back at these harder ones I've been through and I'm like, thank God that happened because now I'm on a completely different path because of that difficult transit. Mm -hmm. So even if it sucks in the moment and you really want it to end, you will look back years from now and be like, oh my God, like that totally changed me and set me off in a different direction in that area.
1: Yeah. They can really be catalysts. So that's a good point to bring up. They can really bring forth a lot of growth and new directions so keeping that in mind just know that as we go into it and again um, hopefully this helps you to become aware if you are going through a hard time that
0: there is an end to it Um, yeah so before we get into the episode we wanted to give some personal updates because mercury retrograde has officially ended by the time this episode comes out Um, so we talked a little about we talked a little bit about what we were experiencing with Mercury Retrograde a couple episodes back. Um, Do you want to share like what you've noticed happening, Maxine?
1: Yes. Okay. So we promised you guys an update. (laughs) (laughs) um, Mercury Retrograde, it was so interesting because I think the biggest thing for me has been I I began the retrograde really diving into a human design project that I had been wanting to share for so long, and I honestly feel like it's almost fully ready to put out into the world. So it's really a cool pattern, actually, looking back at other Mercury retrogrades. I don't know if it's just because it's my chart ruler, but I notice whenever it's a Mercury retrograde, I always go back and look at all of the learning that I've accomplished acquired and package it into something that I want to share, either a new offer or a new course. It's really interesting.
0: I've noticed that too, especially with this one going on, um, I've had to revisit with what I'm working on right now. I've had to revisit a lot of like basic astrology knowledge Mm. and stuff I might have skimmed over at the start of me learning astrology, really going back to that and learning about it more in depth and applying that to what I'm doing right now.
1: Yeah, Mercury retrogrades. I mean, Mercury is all about learning and the mind and knowledge. And then retrogrades mean pause, go back, and maybe relearn some foundational stuff or become even more solid in that. Or in my case, wanting to actually be like, okay, I'm ready to share this actually.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And aside from work, I also had I talked about in the other episode that I was having a fight with my sister. Thankfully, we finally got things resolved. Um, So happy ending to Mercury retrograde in the third house of siblings. (laughs) And we actually realized our problems weren't stemming from like the fight that happened. It was like from reactions and how I had talked to her, how she had talked to me over the past like year or several months. So it was going back to past problems that we hadn't fully addressed and worked through and getting to the root of those. So another mercury retrograde of like these problems are coming up because of something you didn't notice that went on in the past.
1: Mm, yeah, and that's interesting, too, just with miscommunication. And I mean, you guys live so far apart from each other, too. So it makes sense.
0: Yeah. But yeah, you also had something difficult happen in the family, which probably not tied into mercury retrograde, but it definitely applies to what we're talking about today.
1: Yeah, so I had a loss in the family, so this whole past week or so, just been going to a funeral and spending time with um, my fiance's family and such, so that has definitely been challenging, and I feel like just doing, we had already planned on doing this episode, but honestly, knowing my transits has helped me so much through that, so I'm excited to share about this episode for you if you're listening and you're going through some hard stuff too
0: yeah you definitely have a few of these going on in your chart right now which is interesting
1: yeah so with that let's just get right into it we kind of have these organized by different categories of challenges that might come up
0: yeah so we've divided Challenging transits up into like mental and physical health or loss. So when that's affecting you, um, also family stressors. Next up would be career stress. And then also problems within close friendships and romantic relationships coming up. But we want to start off with the mental and physical health and maybe experiencing loss in some way first.
1: Yeah, and keeping in mind there definitely is overlap between all of these. But yeah, going into that aspect, loss, and a lot of mental well-being needing to be a focus, we have 8th and 12th houses highlighted, especially with eclipses or longer transits
0: yeah like jupiter especially um even like with the shorter transits too like the moon going through the eighth or the 12th house for two days out of a month or the sun going through the eighth or the 12th house for 30 days every year for you mm-hmm. those those two days or that month-long period tend to be a more challenging part of the month in the year
1: yeah it definitely depends as we said the more The more emphasis or more planets, you could say, in the 8th or 12th houses, that also could influence it, how you feel it as intensely or not. But the 8th and 12th house, just to start there, they do have common themes and there are some
0: differences. So we're going to tease that out for you first. Yeah. So when I'm thinking about the 8th house, I think of like having to do a lot of introspection and um improving upon like certain patterns and habits you've been holding on to for way too long like this process of like cutting out and like transforming your inner self and often there's this element of like relationship issues or relationship conflict that comes up to trigger that
1: it's a lot about diving deep into the psyche and a psychology is really a big key theme of the 8th house so That definitely shows up in how you relate to others or especially in more close or intimate relationships. Sometimes seeing things mirrored in in our relationships or things we want to transform, we might see that in others.
0: Yeah, like moving past blocks with intimacy or how can you open up about your emotions to people close to you and be a better partner. Those are common themes that come up with the eighth house. Also, Like you said, like the theme of psychology, um, sometimes people want to go a little bit further with this and go to therapy for the first time or revisit therapy or um, do something on their own time where they're really going back and understanding like why they have certain behavioral reactions and patterns still.
1: Mm, Yeah. Deeper self-discovery or getting to the root cause of things with the eighth house.
0: Yeah, and so to differentiate 8th from 12th, 12th also has to do with like mental health and wanting to improve upon that. But there's this aspect of the 12th house, which is a lot about like solitude and feeling very alone and isolated too.
1: Mm, Yeah, I think that's why, I mean, in my I can speak from my own birth chart, just I have a lot going on in the 12th house. And it definitely asks you to really focus on even transits to the 12th, just focusing on your mental well-being and focusing on how you can see things in a different light. Like I think there's such a spiritual emphasis or something having to do with like a higher purpose mm-hmm. of like, yeah. the 12th house theme.
0: Yeah, it has that spiritual aspect. I also find that a lot of times when there's transits through, through the 8th, there's this feeling of like powerlessness and like you can't control everything. And often how you experience that is through some through experiencing a loss of someone close to you or maybe an opportunity you thought would happen falls through and you're like oh I thought I had control over this situation and I really don't
1: Mm, yeah control is a huge one I also see self-undoing so for myself you know learning what beliefs have gotten in my way a lot of the time or seeing where I've been just coming up against myself and being my own worst enemy or even having that the word enemy with the 12th house it sounds really you know intense but it really does bring up this theme surrounding deception of people around you maybe you thought that this person was your friend and they're not so there's that kind of part of the 12th house that brings up the unexpected or mystery or sometimes things that are like really don't feel good in that sense
0: yeah I was gonna mention that enemy aspect and how like you may in the moment you may be like oh my god this person is so mean they're my enemy um but it really is like kind of like what we were talking about in the eighth house where the other person comes in and like serves as a reflector and it's kind of like making you realize what was the role I played here too and how did I bring out maybe that awful reaction in that other person to me.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think both of these houses really ask you to reflect on how you're contributing to something that you might not want to be a part of, or in some way also maybe just things coming up that are totally out of your control. So it's an interesting dynamic because mm-hmm. one of the trickiest things about these two houses is that even in explaining it, we actually have a podcast episode with both of yeah, these yeah. talking about it more in depth. But the last thing I would say is that these houses are a bit mysterious because they ask us to address different parts of our life that either are taboo or spiritual not like something you can grasp onto necessarily or they do deal with things out of our control or like death or loss or transformation and rebirth
0: yeah and uncovering like buried feelings buried emotions and like digging into like your subconscious like stuff that just isn't part of your everyday life it's like step back and address this part of yourself
1: yeah so hopefully that gives you an idea of what we're getting into when we're talking about transiting planets that activate those themes when they go through the eighth and twelfth house of your chart
0: yeah for an example I've noticed Jupiter going through the eighth and twelfth is really tricky like the last time I had to go through the twelfth emotions were just amplified um had a relationship end in the eighth, I also felt like I wasn't interacting with people as much. And there was like, it was just like, the universe was like time to spend time alone with yourself and really reflect on these behaviors. I also noticed specifically with 12th house lunar eclipses, that tends to bring up a lot of, um I don't know, w- realizing ways in which you work against yourself. It's like the lunar eclipse that triggers it a lot more. Um, in my opinion, and maybe having, like what we talked about, people turn against you or situations are not completely what they seem at that time. Yeah, it's like hidden information comes up
1: as well with those eclipses. And I mean, I can give from my own example, when I had Saturn through the eighth house or currently having eclipses to the 12th, that has flagged a lot of loss for me. Mm -hmm. So I think... Understanding that it can be that literal where there's deaths of people close to you. It can also just bring up other themes related to transformation within yourself or feeling like you're discovering a different part of yourself or diving deeper into spirituality or self-discovery in some sense.
0: Yeah, I would say there's always like a positive angle to eighth 12th house even though it may seem in the moment like the difficult stuff is overpowering but with like 12th house solar and lunar eclipses I had a few years back like I got into meditation because I had to spend more time alone or maybe because all of these difficult feelings were coming up um so I got way more into like a regular spiritual practice as a result Exactly. So it
1: is helpful to reflect when you're going through these, look to see how can I support myself better? What are some routines for myself maybe that can better support my mental well-being or how can I better be there for myself? So um, they definitely, those transits ask you to look to support yourself more emotionally.
0: Yeah. Another hard one I see a lot with clients that come to me for readings, this is, this happens so often, is when Neptune is aspecting either their natal sun their natal moon or an angle in their chart like the midheaven or the ascendant or the descendant or the icy um I just feel like Neptune transits are so tricky because it's this feeling of like a lot of confusion in your life at that moment of not knowing what career would be the most fulfilling to you but not knowing what steps to take to change careers um or being confused about where you stand in a relationship or just being confused about your life direction in general. Neptune just has a such a strong like hazy quality it throws on your life.
1: Yeah, I would definitely say Neptune puts you in a haze or puts a fog over some part of your life, especially when it's to a planet or an angle that's so immediately personal to you, where it makes you just forget what you've known and you kind of almost have to wipe the slate clean in that area or you need to see things more clearly and there can be a lot of pain associated with those transits like it's not a happy easy transit with neptune
0: mm-hmm. i notice there's a lot of dissatisfaction that comes up either with like something in the career or just like where you're headed in life um and you you just can't figure out like what would make you happy in that moment but you know that you're dissatisfied and you don't like what you're currently doing. Mm,
1: yeah, there's the difficult realizations that come up. But the frustrating part about that transit is it's not an immediate, oh, I know what to do moving forward. And usually it's honestly makes you kind of sleepy in that area mm-hmm. of what you do. It makes you just not motivated. So it's frustrating because on the one side, there is that realization part, but it's not there's a waiting period to it, I like to say, with Neptune transit. So that can come up, or even a feeling of loss. There's a lot that can come up with those transits.
0: And Neptune transits last, tend to last for like two or three years um, because it moves so slowly. So it'll go past the degree of your sun or moon or an angle in your chart a few times throughout that two to three year period. So it's definitely something you're not feeling like all at once, but if you look back and you've had if you had this transit happen in recent years and you look back maybe you're like okay those couple of years i was really confused about what to do next in my career or some other area of your life
1: and i've actually so i've had clients who've had this especially neptune to an angle can be really hard so feeling deception if it's like on a the descendant line with a relationship or maybe there's some realization that comes up with neptune Or when it's on the ascendant, I've seen that with sickness in some way, like having to go through a really difficult health journey. Mm -hmm. So it is a tricky transit, but not to be scared at all. It's more so coming out the other side and seeing, like looking back on that, you can usually find that's also this passageway into seeing so much more in that area of life. Like how can I take better care of my health? Or how can I improve upon my relationships or, you know, it does have that aspect to it too.
0: Yeah, Neptune's been in Pisces since two thousand twelve and it's gonna be there for until like twenty twenty six, I'm pretty sure. But the majority of people I'm seeing come in have these later degrees Pisces planets in their charter, Pisces angles, because Neptune is now around twenty three degrees of Pisces. Um and oftentimes it's like they're trying to push ahead with like one specific job or one specific life path and They're just not getting any traction there and they're just confused about like what do I do if this isn't working. So I see it a lot with like you just it's hard to like move ahead and make plans for the future.
1: Hmm. And Alice you've actually had Neptune recently over your moon. So do you want to give some insight to that?
0: Yeah I had it over my moon a few years ago but I've actually had it on my Venus since 2020. And Venus I mean... I fell in love. So I feel like Neptune Venus is like, (laughs) oh, my God, like amazing romance. But Venus is the ruler of my midheaven. So any transits to Venus in my chart are going to tie back to career. And that whole time, now that Neptune's finally moving away from the degrees of my Venus, I finally have a clearer path of like what my long term vision with work is. Whereas since 2020 and specifically 2020 and 2021, I was really frustrated. I was like, how do I get to the next level of work? Like, this is not totally satisfying me in the day-to-day.
1: Mm, yeah, and it does ask you with Neptune to dream bigger even. I feel that's so common where you have to
0: reinvent. In this case, it was work for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you had, you? I don't think you've had a Neptune, have you, recently?
1: Yeah, I mean, I noticed, I actually noticed really strongly, even though we're not specifically touching on this like Neptune even touching Saturn in my chart though that really put into perspective for me what I wanted to be responsible for what I wanted to do career-wise because it's highlighting Mm -hmm. that so that was immense dissatisfaction of working toward a career that I really thought I wanted and then did not (laughs) by the Mm -hmm, end of mm -hmm. that transit so I think you know it is worth seeing when it touches any planet or angle Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. yeah mutable signs have definitely been feeling this the strongest since 2012 so Pisces Sagittarius Virgo and Gemini placements you've probably felt this at some point throughout the last decade or so
1: yeah and definitely look to see if you have planets in late degrees of that since Neptune is on its way out of Pisces
0: yeah okay so We've covered mental health, um, physical health, loss. Let's move on to family stressors, like transits in particular that add a level of stress to the family or home life um, and agitation there.
1: Yeah, and specifically, too, we wanted to add to this. Oftentimes, there's a tie-in with stress to your emotional foundations or your emotional way of coping. How do you cope with stress in your life? So there is that overflow because it kind of speaks to what coping mechanisms did you develop when you were younger? And there's that side of it too.
0: Yeah, the one that just like calls out to me the most when we're talking about family stress is Saturn going through the fourth house and Saturn Mm. as... If your IC in whole sign houses is not in the fourth house, if it's in like the third or the fifth house, also Saturn transiting over your IC would it be the same type of energy.
1: Yeah, but yeah, that one is really, really difficult. Or even Saturn to the moon, those all bring up themes surrounding stress related to the home or stress related to family or how you cope emotionally
0: Yeah, I find just when Saturn transits a specific house of the chart, there's so much restructuring that goes on there. So when it goes through a house like the fourth house, which has to do with home and family, it is about restructuring family relationships and getting a different perspective, maybe on the relationship you have with your parents or your childhood. I had this transit go on from 2013 through 2015. And at that time, it was a total rehaul of the relationship I had with my parents up until that point. And Um, kind of rebuilding the relationship I had with my dad because I hadn't been able to see him. We hadn't had a relationship throughout my teenage years and rebuilding that and at the same time growing more distant from my mom and my stepdad, but gaining that other relationship with my my biological father.
1: That's a really good example of how Saturn can also bring both stress and restructuring to that. So it's not... For nothing with Saturn in that sense. It helps you to kind of see things as they are, or even though it's difficult while you're going through it.
0: Yeah, there's often like stark, um, difficult family experiences that happen at this time, too. Like, often maybe a family member passes away and the family has to deal with that. Um, or Maybe it's like that you're not going through so much stress, but your parents are and you're having to step in and like support them or take on greater responsibilities at home.
1: Yeah. And I also I see this a lot when people are becoming parents where they actually feel really stressed in in that process or they're in some way learning even to reparent themselves. That happens a ton. I feel like Saturn in the fourth or to the IC or moon is honestly probably one of the most difficult transits.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm oh my god yeah I have Saturn to the moon starting next year are we are we kidding me right now
1: I know I when I actually so when I had Saturn to the moon that was horrible emotionally and so so stressful Mm -hmm. I mean it definitely made me see things in a different way and come to know myself better and understand my inner needs and how I can meet those better myself but yeah I I would say that one I see that a lot in readings where people are just feeling like they need to discover themselves too and how they can better
0: nurture themselves. I see this a lot with like people who go through a big move that maybe separates them from their family, like moving across the country and being far from family. But it's a time where you're like resetting, like, what are my foundations and like, how can I um, find a home in a city that better aligns with who I am and kind of breaking free from childhood and where you were raised.
1: Yeah. And later at the end of that transit, I ended up moving abroad. So that checks out for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, I moved abroad during that transit too. During the Saturn fourth house.
1: Yeah. So that's a cool way of showing how it manifests differently. And I would, I wanted to flag here too, that Saturn opposite the moon. So either Saturn, you know, conjunct the moon or opposite, that can be super, super challenging. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, honestly, if you just randomly think of some celebrity in your mind right now who went through something difficult, Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) there's
1: so many that had Saturn opposite moon. Like I'm thinking, um, I don't want to be insensitive bringing up examples, but there's so many that come to mind where just celebrities had something almost imposed on them from their parents or had restricted parents in some way or put them in some confining
0: situation. I mean, I can think of one right off the bat that fits that. Britney Spears with her yeah. moon her moon in Aquarius and Saturn's been transiting that moon for the past, since Saturn's been in Aquarius, for the past like yep. two years.
1: Actually, that's an example I could give. So if you think back to 2007 that was when Saturn was opposing her natal moon she was also going through a lot of emotional stress of things coming at her or a big theme of the opposition is just feeling a lack of control when it comes to Saturn moon Mm -hmm. so I think that showed up really obviously in not being able to have as much control as she wanted to and that's a marked distinction that I notice in readings too where that person just feels like they can't get over something because someone's holding them back in some way and so also dealing with being a new parent and all of those stressors coming up too yeah, yeah it just feels really heavy and I I mean it is interesting to see how now that Saturn's met her moon things are coming to the light more and she's feeling that she does have
0: more of that control um or at least I'd hope that for her Yeah, I've been noticing this a lot with Scorpio rising people. Saturn's been, not to the moon necessarily, but Saturn's been transiting through their fourth house since the end of 2020. And a lot of family tension and stress Um, or picking up the pieces after someone's died in the family or just having to work through tension in that area of their life.
1: Yeah, and Aquarius moons and Leo moons. Mm -hmm. have really been going through it so if you're listening to it Saturn in March (laughs) March 7th mark it on your calendar
0: I mean just to like not to add too many to that but Taurus Scorpio moons as well like Saturn squaring the moon it's a similar energy Mm.
1: yes okay so with that said let's move on to the next one we have which is Mars to the natal moon
0: Yes. So this one definitely doesn't last as long as a Saturn transit. um, But Mars will come around and aspect the moon every few months or so. So I count this as when Mars is conjunct your natal moon square or opposite your moon. And it's often a few day period or maybe even a week long period where you just have really strong emotional reactions to things. And often there's some type of conflict with a relative or a sibling or someone within the home and
1: there can also be more activity when it comes to your family interacting with you or reaching out or in some ways sometimes it can be bringing up conflict so definitely not always bad but i do think it usually creates tension
0: Yeah, and a tendency to like snap at people really easily or maybe having people act aggressively towards you. So I would watch out for this one with like roommate issues, family issues, or maybe not family stuff in general, just your interactions with people in your everyday life.
1: Yeah, more reactive, definitely. Mm -hmm. And also too with that, I noticed that when the moon is being aspected by Mars, it can make you... Beyond just family things, it can make you on the inside just feel really agitated about something from the past in some way or feel like you need to resolve something. So I feel like, especially with the square aspect, even though it's frustrating, it can help you to kind of see a different perspective or wanting to act
0: to resolve things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, feeling very emotionally on edge and like having to find a way to get rid of that feeling.
1: Yeah, like having to actually do something about it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then moving to transits that bring up stress in career more specifically, we wanted to highlight Saturn when it's transiting your midheaven and the workhouses. So your workhouses in your chart are the second, sixth, and tenth houses.
0: Yeah, we touched upon this a little bit in our last episode, the Q&A for career. So go back to that if you're more interested in career-specific transits. But yeah, when Saturn goes, I would say it's the most difficult when Saturn starts that initial ingress into these workhouses. So like the first year out of that two and a half, three year period, it's in one of these houses is often the hardest with work. It's like, I really want to do something different with my job and I'm feeling a lot of stress and pressure to make a change there, but maybe it's not, it's not happening quite yet.
1: And also feeling that there's maybe more responsibilities being piled up on you or you feel really stuck in career. That's usually the exact wording that I'll hear in readings. Like, I feel stuck in career. I don't know what to do. So it's kind of like rolling your tires in mud when you have Saturn in those houses.
0: Yeah, and even if it isn't you wanting to change jobs or feeling unhappy in your current company or whatever it might be it could just be like you said where you have so many more responsibilities thrown at you and you're having to step into a bigger role where just career is like all you can think about at that time in your life there's not a lot of time to be social or date it's like all of your energy has to go towards work
1: Mm, Yeah and also it can help you to become more of an expert or an authority or someone who does have more responsibility but also more experience in that field that you're in. So it's interesting when you have this because it's kind of a make it or break it kind of transit in terms of career. Are you interested in, in that area of life enough? Like are you committed to that? When I had Saturn touching my MC my midheaven that was when I realized like okay no <laughs> I don't mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I don't like this enough it's not exactly what I want and I'm I don't want to stick with it so it can show up like that too
0: I'm just thinking like from our courses we did I think this was from our transits course you gave the example of like Julia Child um yes. who like is she she's a renowned chef right
1: yeah yeah, yeah she is she got to be that later in life too which is so cool
0: yeah and we went through her chart and it was like every time saturn hit a workhouse for her it was like she had these huge career shifts like when it went through the second the sixth the tenth and all of the these work these various jobs that she had were so completely different and they all came about like the next one would come about every time saturn entered into a workhouse
1: It really is so cool how it can be that obvious when it comes to wanting to take these, take on more responsibility or wanting to cut something out and move forward in a different direction. So, so yeah, I definitely think Saturn transits to those workhouses or midheaven can be difficult, but also it can put on the pressure to make you realize your potential.
0: Yeah. So again, looking at a transit that's hard at first, you get the hang of it and then by the end you're happy it happened because now you're setting off on a different direction
1: yes and I can confirm that with with Saturn Mm -hmm. on my midheaven I'm so happy that I went through the stress
0: yeah that one yeah I had Saturn through sixth house recently and like I love my job now and I hated it at the start of Saturn going through the sixth house I was like (laughs) I I don't want to work in fashion anymore what can I do um yeah so to finish up we have difficult transits for both close friendship relationships and um close romantic relationships I feel like we're just talking about Saturn for all of these but (laughs) Saturn really is hard and it it's like everyone that comes to me for a reading has some type of difficult Saturn transit going on at the moment
1: Yeah, it really does pinpoint that area where you just, where where you kind of feel because Saturn being in that sign in house for two and a half years, you just feel like you can't get beyond it for that period. And it really does kind of knock you down, especially in that first year it's there. So yeah, Saturn in the seventh or 11th house especially can be really tricky on close relationships. Also Mars there, you know, other difficult transits, but I Yeah, we both see Saturn in those houses. is really tricky.
0: Yeah, focusing on Saturn first, then I want to get to Mars for a second. Um, but yeah, I've seen like a lot of Leo rising since 2020 with Saturn transiting their seventh house. They've gone through breakups or there has been some element of stress introduced to their relationship that they've had to work through.
1: Mm -hmm. And, and this isn't always, I mean, sometimes I've seen this and really in difficult ways, you know, but when I had this transit, that was back when, I mean, Nick and I have been together for so long at this Mm -hmm. point, but we had to spend four months in different cities. And so that was really difficult because I wanted to be with him and Saturn makes you feel isolated. So, I mean, it Mm -hmm. can also show up in that manifestation of it as well.
0: Yeah, like, whereas I have that transit going on now, Saturn going through my seventh house, I got into a relationship, there haven't really been major issues there. uh, But I have noticed with like friendships, I've seen it a lot more like scaling Mm -hmm. back on who I am hanging out with.
1: And that's so common because the seventh house isn't just romantic relationship. It also is just who are your close relationships. And with Saturn there, it has you really taking that area of life seriously and thinking about who do I actually want to really invest my time with because time becomes so precious with who you're spending it with.
0: And realizing really what you want out of a romantic relationship. So oftentimes... With that initial transit of Saturn through the seventh house, there's a breakup, maybe, um, or dating is just a lot more difficult. But maybe by the end of the transit, you're in this amazing, healthy relationship, or you're getting engaged, or you're getting married, and you've worked (laughs) through the issue. So it's always about, like, how how can I better approach this area of my life?
1: Yeah. And sometimes also with that, I just want to bring up, it can show up in your partner's chart. So sometimes with Saturn in the seventh, you'll see that your partner is actually the one going through like a lot of difficulty. So you have to be there for them more. So it can show up that Mm -hmm. way as well.
0: That makes a lot of sense. I feel like for me, I hadn't thought of it that way.
1: Yeah, and so like needing to support them in some way. And Saturn in this 11th house, mm-hmm. it really can bring up similar themes, but really surrounding friendships more specifically, and seeing how maybe there's some friends that. You know, you've just like went different ways or there's stress placed on friendships. I know I've seen a lot of Aries risings with that transit going through relationship struggles of like close friendships and kind of learning what they really want out of a friendship or questioning that. So yeah, that's definitely a trickier transit to navigate. But what you get coming out of it is this deeper understanding of what you actually want out of a friendship.
0: Yeah, scaling back on how many friends you have and what type of community you want to be a part of maybe you feel like you've outgrown your friendship circle and you're looking to join a different type of group of people um I know we didn't discuss this earlier on but Saturn to Venus I cannot ignore that one we're talking about stress with friendship like Saturn conjunct Saturn square Saturn opposite your Venus there's gonna be probably um a challenge with a particular friend or at Worst case scenario of falling out with a friend.
1: No, I see that a lot in charts, like in readings, but also a ton of celebrity examples where they go through breakups or they find they really have to put all of their energy into that relationship
0: to make it work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like I'm thinking of someone that has like their Venus and Scorpio. And Saturn has been squaring their Venus all year. And like, I've just been hearing from their friends about like how mm. like they're having tension with this person. I'm like, oh my God, I wish she knew what was going on in her chart. Like it's hard. Mm.
1: Yeah. Like for example, like just to make this more tangible to Jack Nicholson, when he separated from his first wife, I don't really know celebrity stuff very well, but <laughs> mm-hmm. he had his Saturn exact on his Venus. And mm-hmm. so that was like really, really difficult on him. And yeah, so it just kind of shows like it can manifest like that. But it also I've seen it where it's this opportunity to really look at the relationship and tease it apart and be like, OK, how can we do better? So it can show up in different ways like that.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It shows the reality of a relationship. So if you've been ignoring problems in the relationship, they're going to come up with that Saturn mm-hmm. transit and you're going to have to face them.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just Saturn and reality, like needing to see things as mm-hmm. they are. That is
0: such a good way of thinking about Saturn too. So I'm glad you brought that up. And, and then just to touch upon, I just wanted to touch upon Mars briefly, how it might be a little different. Um, these transits are a little They move more quickly unless a Mars retrograde is happening like there's about to be one right now. But normally (laughs) Mars will just spend like six weeks in either the seventh or the eleventh house. And that might be a time where you notice like aggression coming from a close relationship or a certain friendship or there's a conflict that just like boils over at that point either with a friend or a romantic partner.
1: Mm -hmm. and again this is a great just thing to keep in mind when you have those transits coming up it's not usually just ooh out of the blue I didn't expect that usually if you're kind of aware of something but then that transit comes around it makes you confront it or it makes you kind of see what you've been sweeping under the rug or what you haven't had the time even like sometimes it's not your fault you know like you just need to confront that in some way so a lot of these transits we've been talking about speak to that and it's not something to be like oh no I'm afraid it's usually you can build that awareness if you reflect on these transits to see okay what does line up with that transit and how can I address it before it
0: boils over yeah exactly Okay, so that is a wrap on the transits we were talking about today. Again, we didn't get to all of them. There are definitely more that might be stress with career or stress with mental health, but this was just a brief taste, so you can start looking at those in your chart.
1: Yeah, so hopefully I gave you a good insight into that to get you started if you're curious. And of course, as we mentioned, we do have our applying transit course. If you want to learn more about how you can track these transits for yourself and begin to dive into it deeper.
0: Yes. Thank you, guys. See you next week. Bye.